Welcome to Ultra Modern. This is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by Crosswalk Future Of that examines the ways that God is moving and working in today's world. To learn more about Future Of, follow us on Instagram at futureof.cw. Hello again. Well, maybe again. I don't know when the last time you listened to it was, uh, but we're recording two episodes today, and we have two guests. You've met them maybe if you listened to the last episode. Uh, Darren and Bailey, say what's up, guys. What's up? What's up? And uh, we're just going to talk, like just enjoy conversation. We might talk about creative things. We might talk about hats. We might talk about, I don't know, what do you want? Darren's shirt. Darren's shirt. shirt. Dude, tell us. I don't know why my shirt is so notable. It's a notable shirt, dude. I don't know. I feel like it just looks a little too e-boy for me. Too e-boy. Yeah. I actually... People t- so when that whole phase of Instagram or Twitter or whatever came out, I had no idea what any of I don't I still don't know what an e boy is. People call me e boy all the time, dude. Are you an e boy? No, but but is that an e boy <laughs> thing to say that you're not an e boy? What makes me an e boy? I don't know because I don't know what an e boy is. Do you know what it is? Uh, not really. No. No. Are you considered an e boy? I don't. I feel know. like Bailey could be an e boy. I think I got called an e boy one time. I was like, <laughs> oh. dude, dude. <laughs> Trying to be a man, dude. Dude, you are a man. You're an E-man. I'm an, an E-man. E-man. <laughs> an, a man. What about me? Am I, would I be considered an E-boy or no? No. No? <laughs> I feel like you need long hair. Ah, uh, I see. I, I just got yeah, a haircut. I shaved I my head, have. though, so I guess I was an E-boy for a little. You had long hair, though. I did. That's when I got called an E-boy. <laughs> when I had long hair. Okay. Is there, like, a new... Because I, I feel like that was a couple months ago. Is there, like, a new set of things? Like, you're not an E-boy anymore. You're, like, a... I don't know. There's like always like these new identities that just come up. There are, you know, like yeah. There's like there's a Karen. There is a Karen. I heard a girl got called Karen at the beach one time. Tell us the story. What happened? Well, there's this area for seagulls to lay their eggs, <laughs> but these kids thought it would be fun to play football in that area since there was no one there. So they're like playing football in like the eagles' nests and st- or like the seagulls' nests. Uh-huh. It's at the beach. Eagles' nest. Yeah, it's not an eagle. It was a seagull. <laughs> it's seagull. in La Sierra. It's not Eagle's Nest. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, my bad. So anyways, this girl, this older lady is like, hey, look, this is where the seagulls lay their eggs. Get out of there. And then they wouldn't get out. They're like, oh, this is America. Oh, boy. And then they're like, get out of here, Karen. And they just started calling her Karen. So and what, then she left. Would you define her as a Karen or just? I don't really know what a Karen is, but I guess like from that <laughs> situation, I started guessing what a Karen was. Like <laughs> someone who like tries to boss you around maybe. I, I guess. Have no I don't idea. know. I, I An suppose, old white lady. That's sometimes. I feel like, yeah, Karen is usually associated with that. Isn't it weird how certain names just have certain like characters to them? Yeah. Like which other name? Dude, yeah. I feel like. Darren is, like, a creative guy, just, like... I feel like Darren is, like, some dude that just, like, <laughs> plays piano and just knows something about, like, well, space. That's accurate, because you know I both mean, those things, right? <laughs> not really, but... I feel like when I think of Andy, I think of, like... Don't say Toy Story. I'm thinking of Toy Story. Gosh, dang I think that's, like, <laughs> like, some kid. Dude, I, I actually <laughs> love Toy Story. My, everybody in, high, in, like, elementary would be like, um, where's Buzz? Or, like, where's Woody? Really? Yeah. And then uh, they would always be, like... Um, are you gonna have your wife or whatever like write your name on the bottom of their foot or something? I was like, no, I never <laughs> yeah, actually thought about that. You should have freaking wrote your name on your foot. I should have, so then I would never forget my name. Exactly. What comes to mind when you think Bailey? Hmm. I feel like Bailey is like some sort of like, it's almost like a Tyler. 
Bailey is like it's like a female name, low key. Yeah, I've you know? I've met it's a lot like of female Baileys. Female name. My sister had a dog named Bailey. It's like a dog name. Yeah, her it's she like was a girl a, name or a dog name. Our dog name was Bailey, and she was a Nikita puppy. Like she was a puppy, mm-hmm. then she had cancer in her heart. Damn. Yeah, so they put her down. That was that was a bummer. Anyways, <laughs> uh, let's talk about creativity. Tell us what. Darren, tell us what your most creative, no, no, that's not how I say it, what your most creative hobby is. So, Because you're a musician, you're also like a photographer, you're like mm. a little bit of everything. What's your most favorite creative hobby? I feel like what takes the most creativity is film because mm. it's essentially like you have to like visualize and then you have to like edit it all together and then you have to, if you add music in the background, it to somehow make music. Right. I don't know. It's kind of like a mixture of like all the arts in a way. So you you kind of have to be able to picture what, or like make the sound to what you're looking at to like, you have to make everything match. You have to first like get like the, like the things that come to your head Uh and then somehow put that on the screen. That's true. And then you have to somehow, I don't know. Because you know, like on Instagram, you could take a photo Mm -hmm. and it's like a really bad photo. But then you could have someone else try to mimic that photo, but then it's all, uh, like a really good photo. And there, you got to know angles kind of like, yeah. like some angles, like I could take a picture of you like right here and it might look bad, but say yeah. like he takes a picture from his angle, then all of a sudden it looks good. And essentially they're both the same photo, but you have to be able to take, like you have to have an eye for the angle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And film is like, it's moving images, right. moving pictures. So it's like, it's like even a more complicated version of pictures for mm-hmm. photography you've done film tell us about film if that's not your but, and then tell major. us about your favorite <laughs> creative hobby okay for film what you want me to just talk about film talk about subject talk about What's the last you know what I, I ultimately want you to get to but keep talking <laughs> well for film i think film is i think i agree with darren and saying you know it's a very complex medium uh I feel like that's something I want to, like, explore more eventually. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I have a, to, like, make a feature film. Like, that's something I can't really speak on because I've never done it. And it's Yet. like, yes, hopefully one day. Yes. But, yeah, to, like, make something that cohesive and, like, to be profound, you know, mm-hmm. you watch a film and you're like, wow, that was crazy. These guys out here really did something great. What, what would you say are the elements to making a film profound? Because you could, like, there, there's some movies that will try to be profound, I think, but then they're just like, hmm. It's, that's actually, I mean, if I knew, then I would do it, you know? That's true. It's <laughs> <But laughs> <laughs> complicated. Um, like, one of the big, like, one of the films that comes to mind right now is, like, a film called Rome Open City. It was shot on black market film, uh, I think, during the World War, the what Second World War. black market film? Well, during the Second World War, the Nazis were burning film, so no one could really... They were trying to essentially control media, similar to big tech is doing today. But... boy. Yeah, so uh, anyways, the Nazis were burning, and, like, they were, like... I'm pretty sure, I'm not, like, a historian, I think, but they were controlling media, and so if you wanted to make a movie, you had to get it on the black market. It's on film. So they were buying film rolls, like, low-key, and shooting... uh, Italian neorealistic film in the ruins of Rome. So Rome was like bombed and stuff. And so it was about 
World War II, during World War II, with people who were refugees. But it's that's what that's what neorealism is. That's it's crazy. Like, it's like a documentary. It's like capturing real things, but it's like a fictitious tale. Right. And so, like that movie is profound because it's like, you know, it's like, like accurately it's just how they made it. Like the yeah. process of making something is also goes into the product. It's not just like, right. oh, everyone can grab a camera and go out and film something, and then you have a film. But like, you know, if you yeah, if you like making it itself is actually like profound if you're if you understand what you're doing i think is what do you mean making it do you mean like the fact that they were in enemy territory while they were filming and it was dangerous yeah if they got caught they'd probably go to jail like and they're making a story about that people doing things yeah uh, that were against the nazis and people dying because of that and they could have had that same outcome for themselves. So they understood what the film was about because right. they were living it and they were right. just telling the story from their life. Wait, and how does it work? Because, I mean, what, I, what comes to mind when you say something like that is like documentary. Like, because mm-hmm. that's all I can think of, like for someone to be filming while and explaining something that's happening. That's like documentary. But I feel like if that was filmed in 1940, that would probably mm-hmm. look different than anything that we make today. Was it like a documentary or like what? what is it? Was, it? It's called neorealism. Uh-huh. So it's like non-actors. So like you're not using these big budget names. There's like some neorealistic films still. Like I think, I think if there's a, there's one film called uh, Beast of the Southern Wild. I don't know if it's really considered a neorealistic film, but I think it was made like 2014. And it was based in New Orleans or Louisiana, like the swamps. And they just, you know, went around and they found people working in, this around the area and they just asked them if they wanted to act they pay them and they were oh. just so it's like trying to draw from the like geographical location right. and then you're not just like flying in brad pitt from right, LA. right, right. you know what i mean <laughs> brad so, pitt could like, be hey brad new. get into character yeah I you know <laughs> it's like no they're the character now you gotta teach them how to act i think you could be a brad pitt or brad pitt could play you and then maybe like <laughs> uh what's that guy's name everybody loves right now uh timothy charlamagne charlamagne Dude, you got that Someone vibe. Someone told me that at the, the, the thing at Eldon's. That you look like him? <laughs> yeah. What did they say? They're like, has anyone ever told you you look like Tim? Is that Emily? Oh, I could totally hear her saying that. That's, like, that's <laughs> your vibe. You have like a Timothy Chalamet vibe. I don't vibe. understand. It's just the hair, I guess. It's like hair, but like, I won't say e-boy because I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it's like that vibe like, <laughs> that you have that creative, uh, like good looking guy vibe. I don't know what it is. Like right. mysterious a little bit. I think also. it's a compliment if someone tells you that. I don't know. Dude, yeah, he's he's a cool super cool guy. So congratulations. Also Brad Pitt's a Brad really cool Pitt. guy. Brad Pitt is a superior. Man. I don't know. I, I can't believe you said I was Brad Pitt. I need to get a little buffer. Dude, yeah, you do. <laughs> Come on, man. Also, I, I've been told that I look like and don't be jealous, okay? I've been told that I look like Max from uh <laughs> the George Lopez show. You know who that is? I do not. Wait, you don't know who that is? <laughs> I just imagine George Lopez. <laughs> George, George Lopez's son in the show, Max. I cannot tell you how many, like that. growing up, literally people all the time would come up to me and be like, not even kidding. Are you Max from George Lopez? I was like, no. Like all the time. I need Let to me bring up a picture. I'm going to show you right now. George. Bro, we oh. need one of those guys, the fact checkers. Dude, we need a Jamie. We need a Jamie. Do you want to be our fact checker? What I'll be that? our fact checker. It's when, like, the guy behind the camera, we're oh, like, oh, brings up. yeah. Like, yeah. I just talked about a bunch of stuff claiming I knew it, but, like, I could have been wrong. <laughs> like, I probably most likely got some of that wrong. I That's made okay some of that wrong. up. Okay, everybody was like, because this is what I look like, too, I, mean, I, 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 <laughs> I had long hair like that when I was young. Uh, People used to say I look like Mowgli. 
Say. Mowgli? <laughs> you do. <laughs> you could totally play a Mowgli. Or the the guy from the Lorax. Or I no, no, Horton's here, Horton here's a who. Which that one is one that? I mean, I know the movie, but which guy? The Jojo. Jojo? Let's search it up. Jojo from Horton. He's like the little e-boy. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Guy Darren. that plays music. And <laughs> Show me. Super like... Find him for us. Because okay. I've, I've actually seen very few Dr. Seuss. I just recently saw the new... <laughs> Oh, dude, it's literally <laughs> you, shirt. dude. Yeah, that's fair. I'm literally wearing that. that a Jojo. Booyah. If you guys are watching, listening on the podcast, search up Jojo McDodd. <laughs> that's literally you, dude. Is he, like, super artistic either, in the film? No, too? yeah, he literally is, like, the dude that saves the day by just, like, he plays, like, every instrument or something like that. Dude, <laughs> you're going to save us all from COVID. Maybe that's been the secret all along. You just got to play music. People also say you look like the Box Trolls kid, dude. Oh, my gosh, Darren. You're like a famous... You're like the, the mold everybody is trying to make their characters after. I went as them for Halloween. Really? <laughs> this year? Oh, last year. Oh, I was going to say, this year you literally put on horns yeah, on your yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That was not my idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways. All right. Canceled, so, bro. film. What's your favorite creative hobby? Now that you've talked to us about film. Mm, that favorite was film. creative hobby... I feel like it's hard to say. I feel like for me, like the different things I do is like uh, have different functions, like in stages of my mental health. Yeah. Mm. But I functions? feel, yeah, like when I like feel like stressed and I can't really like think too clearly, like I'll just paint because it's just like you're just like colors, you know, just coloring just color. and drawing. Yeah, or yeah. like drawing too eases the mind. Yeah, so like I feel like for me that's kind of like what I like kind of lean on. Okay, what, just what, like starting with the image. Is that like specifically when you're sad is when you paint, or like painting is like your all-time favorite? Mm, all-time favorite. Like if I could only do one. Yeah, if you could only do one for the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't know. I think painting just because it's accessible. More or, than film. I mean, like if. If I could only, if I could never touch a camera again, that would be kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, that's a hard question. I think it's just too hard. Dude, baiting, uh, I, sorry, I was trying to say Bailey and painting at the same time. Um, painting's tight, dude. It's I, hard. I think it's just because it's like. It is hard. Yeah, it, it's just like, I like working with people, mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't. So it's like a more. <laughs> you <know? laughs> do you, so do you feel like it's like you you get to express yourself more freely when you paint because you're not interface. dealing with people. It's just like idea to canvas. It's ah. like there's no like what's stopping me except for like my technique with the brush and right. paint, or like I like to draw too. So it's like like I mean and writing. You know, writing maybe even more clear, but sometimes like I can't write. That's so cool. it's like, but when you f have to do a film, it's like, you got to like hit people up and you got to depend on people. Right. And sometimes that like, there's too many variable variables. So you you're know saying what I mean? Just like, painting and drawing is the rawest form of getting your ideas out because it, there's no interaction with other people. It's just you and your pencil or you and your, your what yeah, are they called? You're just making yeah. a mark. Like people made marks on walls, like in caves. That's tight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, the first forms of media. Yeah. It's That's like. That's so true. It's it's a very like, yeah. What would you say then is, let's take it another step. You say like you're, 
when you paint or when you draw, it's like the rawest version of what you're thinking. It's like everybody started there. Um, it's how you make your mark. What would you say, both of you, as creatives, what is the mark that you want to leave on the world? And that could be like uh, some people don't like to answer that question maybe because they want to be part of everything. Like Kanye, like he is part of everything, right? Like mm -hmm. people used to call him a rapper and he'd get mad because he was like, no, I'm, also, I'm so much more than a rapper, you know? But like for you guys, what would you say? What, what mark on the world would you guys want to leave? Or what is your artistic mark that you guys wanna, would want to leave? Like what specific medium? No, not medium. Like what what is Darren about? You know what I'm saying? Like what is what is Darren's passion and what is Darren hope like when people listen to Sunrise? Like what could I make my legacy? Yeah, what's your legacy? That's mm. a great way to put it. I feel like I don't want my legacy to just be defined by music or like photography or like I don't know. Mm -hmm. I hate like having a label or right. something. Like I'd rather just I guess like Kanye. Yeah not have any labels and just yeah. be whatever I want. And just create. Yeah. That's great. Hmm. It's a deep question right now. It's a deep question, <laughs> bro. We need you to... Came out of nowhere. Trying dude. to think deep. This is what people want. I think for me, I... Um, if I had could choose a legacy to leave, it would be tr to try and, like, uh, in this time that we live in, um, to try to provide a different avenue of like, I don't know. I'm trying to find the word. Yeah, find the I word. I don't want to say existence. That's so cliche. No, like, say it. That's all right. And then, and then just continue to. Well, okay. It. So I guess the sentence is: I want to like try to provide people a different way of thinking. Mm. Um, in a in a world that we live in, where it's like we think these are the steps to success. Right. Right. And usually it looks like, oh, you go to school, you go to this place, you get a job and then, you know, or you try to like make your way through the internet and you try to like gain followers and attraction and you like do like all that. Like I feel right. like for me, like I w I'm trying to like figure out how to return to like uh, just like, locality mm. and like a, a culture of like it doesn't have to be bigger than what it is wow like, yeah yeah you know what i mean like if you could have a if i could have anything like it'd be sick to have a little shop like yeah you just have like an influence on the people around me instead of like trying to reach <gasps> like um people i have like less ties with that's so good bro because i think there's a currently like this because I feel like everybody right now has a brand. Like, everybody wants yeah, to everyone like, has make clothes. Everybody <laughs> wants to, like, put things out. Yeah. And it's almost like a lot of people want to be the next Kanye or everybody wants to have the next Fear of God brand, like, mm -hmm. these big-name brands, right? And I think a lot of people, their hope is, like, oh, I want to impact the world, right? And I've been on kind of a similar similar wavelength as you, uh, as you lately of, like, I don't really care about impacting the whole world, but, like, there's a small portion of, community that i'm a part of here in like in loma linda california i would rather make a bigger impact on their world than to make like a big impact or a smaller impact on the greater world you know mm -hmm. i think it's more authentic to the soul mm -hmm. i want to ask you two a question because obviously like this is a church like a crosswalk um we're working for like or we're making content for people to meet jesus maybe get to know themselves a bit more how would you say creativity can be used for the church 
um, or like why should we use creativity in church? Or maybe even a step further, has creativity always been part of the church? It's just looked differently. You first, Bailey. You first, Bailey. Um, my, I mean, my take on it is um, creativity has becoming a more interesting thing in my mind lately. Um, I think, you know, when you play music, that's creation. You're creating sound waves. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, so that's it's great. Like yeah. You're creating when you give a sermon, you're writing and you're pulling ideas and you're trying to be a f like you're philosophizing, you right. know, you're preaching. So I feel like, yeah, like you're saying, like creativity is a strong like grain in religion. You know, Jesus told stories. He was like one of the greatest metaphor givers. <laughs> metaphor ever. givers, yeah. He gave a lot of great metaphors. <laughs> and, um, so how do we use it? Yeah, how, do, how should we use it? I like, think we should use it, this, I mean, that sounds cliche, I guess, like how Jesus did, you know? Yeah. Jesus tried to speak on uh, the current times and pull from metaphors that were around him yeah. and that were meaningful to the Jewish culture, mm -hmm. you know, right? And yeah. he called out um, the, the ways of men right? The Jewish leaders, they right. had these systems and he told stories that were politically charged in, in a way, right? Yeah, totally. And so I feel like for me, it's like, if you want to speak on something, you got to speak. You can't just be feeding into this consumerist culture where you're just like, mm. you're just like giving someone something, you know, it's like a little like dose of like ecstasy, you know, you got, you got to <laughs> like speak on, you got to right, actually yeah. talk. Give us something good. So I feel like if you, that's like my take, like if you want to say something and you want to be creative, like create, don't like just replicate. That's great. Yeah. And uh, I love what you're saying because it seems like just the matter of sharing Jesus with somebody in whatever medium is a form of creating. Because you were just mm -hmm. saying like you make, like Darren is part of like our worship team here at Crosswalk. Darren plays guitar, piano, you can name every drums, every, every instrument, trumpet. xylophone, trumpet. He plays it all. But his like <laughs> him worshiping is him creating. Like he's creating the sounds or like mm -hmm. a sermon, right? Like whenever I speak or Tim speaks or Isai speaks, it's us creating something so that people can hear it. And then you go back to even Jesus in scripture, making parables, making connections. And at the heart of everything is creativity. Like mm -hmm. to, to share Jesus is creative, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Darren, what, what are your thoughts on creativity in Jesus? How, how maybe have you seen is you, maybe your favorite or your most effective way of sharing Jesus creatively? I don't know if that, that makes sense. Just talk to I us about like it. I feel like the most effective way, at least for me, is uh, through music or worship music. Mm -hmm. I feel like, at least for me, like the music moves me the most. Like I don't know, maybe I just have ADHD but I can mm -hmm. never just listen to sermons. Yeah. But it's only like the music for me. I don't know. The music is what captures you. Yeah. Huh. So maybe that's the, that's the beautiful part of creativity is that um, if there is just one way of doing things, then you're missing every, like all other groups of people that are captured yeah. in other ways, right? I, th I have something else maybe yeah, to input. Um, I also was thinking like on the opposite end, not to be a pessimist or anything, but, like, on the opposite of the spectrum, like, creativity could also be used in a negative way. And I mm. think, like, 
as long as like I don't know you could probably speak on this and see what I'm saying and like have your thoughts on it I'm not gonna be offended but like <laughs> if <laughs> but if like like I feel like it's should you should like have a responsibility when you create and then if you like overstep those boundaries I feel like it's the responsibility of other people too to like point that out maybe mm. like hey like just because you're saying like Jesus's name doesn't necessarily like mean you're yeah. doing it justice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could be creating something in a way and like, and just throwing that out there because it's almost like a, like a cover up. Right. It's like yeah. a cop out. Like yeah. you said something, you try to be deep and it really wasn't like that great. And then you just said Jesus yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. And then it's like, Jesus. Dude, like, you can't what? just, yeah, you can't just cop out. Like, <laughs> didn't. You just like, yeah, I, mean, just sounds, yeah. Right? I don't know though. Right? It's <laughs> like putting a band-aid over like an right? open wound. Like you, that's not gonna help, dude. It, so I do have thoughts on that, and because I agree, because mm-hmm. I, I think that we like that's been the history of the Christian church is doing things in the name of Jesus that Jesus wouldn't have done. So like for mm-hmm. instance, um, the Crusades. You guys know mm-hmm. about the Crusades? Traveling the world, sharing Jesus, but also we're gonna kill you if you don't join. Yeah. Like that. That is using Jesus in a wrong way. You get into 2020, we we are still doing that just under a different guise. Here's my own opinion. This is not necessarily the, the opinion of Crosswalk. Um, <laughs> this is my opinion. Um, but like you, like what you're saying, that sometimes you can use creativity in a wrong way and label it with Jesus when Jesus actually wouldn't be part of it. I think right now, throughout quarantine, like say March until now, I think the... Greater evangelical church has used this as an opportunity to be defiant in the name of Jesus, but also has damaged our communities and and risked our well-being in the name of Jesus. What I mean is this: there's like a, a huge movement right now of like people like worshiping like sixty thousand people strong, like that big of a that, crowd, yeah. yeah, and in the name of Jesus, and they're saying stuff like um, the apostles were being sentenced to death. And our government is saying, like, you can't worship, so we're going to worship. Because the, the idea is, like, we're being aff- attacked for our faith. Like, government is coming after us, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you could gather, but that's not going to keep you from getting COVID. Like, mm-hmm. just because you worship Jesus doesn't mean you're COVID-resistant. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not a disbeliever in miracles, but at the same time, I've met so many believers who have loved Jesus with their whole heart, but also got COVID and are now dead because that's just the reality and you know when you say jesus should be used or or it's dangerous to use jesus and creativity on that spectrum i think that's what it looks like it's saying jesus is jesus is calling us to worship right now jesus is calling us to be a part of community and those things are good but at the same time like this is a virus that has no brain like Mm -hmm. a virus is literally a non-living particle like it it is infecting people and that's not going to stop at you know, I would like to say stop at because if you believe in Jesus, it wouldn't. But from what I've seen, that's not the stopping point. So I think that's that's an example of like using Jesus and creativity in a harmful way. Again, mm-hmm. this is not necessarily the official stance of Crosswalk. That is the official stance of Andy, which is subject to change because sometimes I just disagree with myself after a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, think talking about disagreeing with yourself. Let's. I have a little disagreement with myself. So I have a question for you guys. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Get the the tea, bro. Like, 
I was like, as you're talking about creativity, I was like, man, I feel like we got on this creativity tangent where everything is creativity. And I was kind of like speaking on that. But like, do you guys think like, obviously, like, I believe we're all like creative beings, right? Just like the nature of us are kind of like as a creative being. But do you think like, what do you guys think about higher forms of creativity? Like, what, like, do you guys believe in like, oh, like this person like has superior like predisposition talent? To creativity or do you think they've just practiced and just become aware of their creative abilities and therefore have like yeah. honed their skills or do you feel like some people just aren't creative so are you saying so there's like a like a creative hierarchy or talent yeah. right or you you say first what you're gonna say so it's like a creative hierarchy basically in a way like because i was before kind of saying like how everything's kind of creative or i feel like we were kind of trending in that direction where we mm. could make the argument like oh, like, you're creating reality in a sense by, like, just your thoughts, your, cre- you know what I mean? Like, all these things that you're creating and, like, oh, you create sounds when you talk, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Everyone can create, but do you think that, like, not everyone can, like, tap into that full full wavelength? Do you want to go? Tell I feel Dan. like everyone can create, but I feel like some people's, like, like, their psychology is, like, better adapted to think of, newer things or just mm-hmm. be more creative in general mm-hmm. so yeah. i guess there's kind of like a natural hierarchy i don't know mm-hmm. i think that th- this is going to be a just conglomerate of different ideas but i think that's going to be like contradictory but also cohesive but that's just like what it means to be human sometimes it's just contradicting but also makes sense i think that there's like a degree to which everybody is creative like in some way you're creative and it doesn't have to look like like Bailey, you're, you said your creative inclination is painting, right? Yours was music. But just because someone doesn't paint or do music doesn't mean that they're not creative, right? Exactly. Like you were just saying, the way that like someone writes a sermon is creative. Or even someone mm-hmm. like in the medical field, the way that they create a, a plan of action, a plan of care for someone, that's creative, right? Mm-hmm. I think, though, that two things. Let me say this one thing. Have you guys watched The Queen's Gambit? I watched not. the first episode. The first Same. episode? <laughs> Wasn't it wild? Like, that kid was just... Anyways, I, I didn't know that's what the vibe of the show was. It was crazy. Anyways, uh, so I'm watching that right now. One more thing. I've been playing chess before the show came out, and now all of a sudden Same. everybody's, like, wanting to play chess. I'm a little salty about it, but whatever. I'm still down to play chess. If you want to play chess, just know you I was playing before. You better start, bro. I did, dude. You better uh, stay true. You better not. You better go undefeated, though. I know, dude. I got to castle up. And <laughs> just kidding. Anyways, uh, in that show, like she has an obvious inclination. Like she's just like a very smart person. Like she is able to memorize certain moves and understand the game in a way that the normal player isn't able to. Mm-hmm. And I think there are those people that are a little bit more. I don't know if you want to label it as talent or something along those lines, but they have a, a inclination to do things that are creative, maybe in a way that other people aren't naturally born with. For example, like you are able to play, let's name them out, guitar, bass, piano, trumpet. Is that it? Violin. Violin. Jeez. That's five instruments and probably more. Ukulele. Ukulele. There you go. Drums. Drums. Do you, you see, you could play all these things. And for a lot of people, like, I can play guitar, and if I practice, I could be pretty good, but I'm never going to be good at the piano. And that's because at a young age... You could, though. Did you start young, Darren? I started in fourth grade. That's the thing, bro. See, people who play young are probably going to be better because when you're doing your, like, forming your brain, what I learned 
I'm I, I'm not a scientist. So I don't know if any of this is true. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> when I when I was growing up at, in fourth grade, all I did was write with my right hand. I threw baseballs with my right hand. You know, I like if I ever punched someone, it was with my right hand. Like everything I ever did was with my right hand, and that's why this hand. I, when I play guitar, I'm able to pick the strings easier. Like I have motor skills and all that. Mm-hmm. My left hand. I didn't do anything with my left hand. You know, I, I caught, like, it was always just, like, big movements with, like, when I played baseball, I would catch a baseball, or, you know, when I needed to balance, I'd put my, I did nothing with my left hand. You, on the other hand, you were playing with your left hand the whole time, and you were learning how to be, in a sense, what's the word, ambidextrous? Is that, did I say it correctly? Amphibious. Amphibious? <laughs> you were an amphibian, dude. <laughs> and... And two things. One, a part of that is because you're naturally talented. But the other thing that I was going to say is people work hard at what they are creative at. So, like, for you, I'm sure there's a version of you that could have just been like me that just couldn't do anything with their left hand. Are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Right-handed. But you decided to work at it, and I'm sure your parents probably had some influence in that too. And as a result, you can now play with your left hand. I mean, I feel like motor skills can be developed like, if you learn how to play drums, you can learn how to use your left hand, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know. I, Maybe it takes a long time to develop, but I feel like it doesn't take that much time. So you're thinking it's more of a natural predisposition, that's what you're saying? And I feel Andy, like it's something that can be developed. Oh, you're saying... Yeah. So what are you, So you're saying that, like, if someone's creative, they can kind of develop... So you're, are you saying, like, the motor techniques are going to be developed? Or are you going to say, like, the, like, motor, the like, actual, like... Like abilities. that creativity, though. Like, you know what I mean? Because there's the one thing to be the instrument and be the, uh, like, to read the music and just be That's a processor true. and just kind of like a robot almost. Mm-hmm. That's like another phase, though. But I then, like, yeah, like the actual, like, composer or the person that, like, puts that together and they hear mm. the sounds when there's no sounds, you're sitting. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or you see the movie when there's no movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, wow. My brain like, hurts. How, like, where do you think that comes from? What do you mean? Like the... No, I have, a, I have an idea. Because remember that time we were driving... I'm pretty sure we were driving a crosswalk, actually. You are in my car. And we were listening to Tyler. Mm-hmm. And and you, I was telling, like, bro, you can make something like this. Like, you have that creative ability. And then you're like, yeah, but, like, I just don't know, like, how did he think of putting that sound mm. in that yeah. space, you know? Yeah. And, and there's, like... Like, when it comes to music, I knew this guy. He was, like... a he was like a guitar player, like an electric guitar player, but for like uh, heavy metal bands. Mm-hmm. And he was super good because you've seen those videos where they're just like, yeah, like just shredding. Yeah, just crazy. But what I, when I got to know him, I realized, because uh, I played worship music with, he tried playing worship at, at, when I was doing worship too. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't figure out the songs. Yeah. And I realized, oh, he wasn't, he's not necessarily good at guitar. He's good at following Yeah, that's, notes. I honestly like, I feel like, the creative side of music is like the only way to play music, and I I feel like that's a mm. uh, an opinion that's not well liked because there's so many like classical musicians that just kind of play violin, right, and just play in orchestras. But I feel like to be truly expressive with music, you have to like know how to come up with the, like improvise. That's good. And, like, so you feel like the, the creativity is like a articulation of feeling, like an expression of like it's feeling. Like, Music is essentially like a language. Mm-hmm. So like you develop your ability to speak different things mm-hmm. by learning more like technical things of the music, like yeah. the theory and everything. So it's almost like 
the more you know, the more creative you can be. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, uh, but you're articulating, like you're expressing what, like ideas, right? You're, you're, yeah, you're expressing your own ideas, basically. So like through music, through words, through like images, like painting, like we're just trying to capture like yeah. these kind of ideas. You could say the same thing for painting too, like yeah. more techniques. But I feel like the thing I'm trying to wonder at is like, who like how do some people articulate and have a closer connection with like that is there a raw idea is there raw ideas floating around rather than just like taking from ideas like so do you think ideas are like kind of like like where do you think ideas come from like you think they come from society like i feel like you know like the greeks they kind of thought like like culture you know like they ancient greeks like they had like these like um these cities and if you had if you're in the city and you're cultured they thought of you more as a human and if you didn't if you weren't part of the culture you're more of like a just subhuman like obviously that's not really accepted in today's like world but like you know that's like kind of like more of like a pagan like idea like yeah the society indoctrinating like yeah, the yeah. mind and now we can think on a different level and that's like the philosophers, yeah. or you think there's yeah. another? Well, it's funny because you mentioned Greek because the Greeks also believe in this thing called logos, right? The lo- yeah. the word, and the idea. And correct me if I'm wrong because we talked about this before, but the word is like the logos or the word is this idea of the first creation and then also the pathway of all created things. So like, in essence, like I could like this shape right here is a rectangle. It's my phone, mm-hmm. and you know. 50 years ago, this shape wouldn't have been a, f- or yeah, say a thousand years ago, right? This shape wouldn't have been a phone. This would have been like a rock that was this square. Mm-hmm. No, this is a bad example. Let's take, let's take, let's <laughs> take, let's, let's take a cup because a cup well, is a bit I more. Think, oh, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go Sorry. for it. I think you might, I just kind of read this the other day. And if this isn't what you're trying to say, then you can correct me. Mm-hmm. But the, the kind of proof I think that Aristotle kind of came up with was like, we can analyze movement and but we also understand through physics that like movements like are caused by other movements hmm. so there was like one movement that was immovable that started the movements mm. right like there's yeah. not like a like there has to be a beginning of movement yeah right no, i see what you mean yeah, yeah. so like in creation like if you want to go to like the word like God spoke and he was the mover, right? right? And then in, in other th- ideas, it's the Big Bang, right? Yeah. So then like, the, but then where do ideas come from? Then? But yeah, okay, that's what I'm going to say. Because you know, <laughs> did they come out of the mixing of cosmos, right? Or, right. And then they like, came from the Big Bang, dude. The Big Bang, the big bang was ideas, like... Or did like the word that was spoken, like, you know what I mean? Where yeah, do yeah. ideas come from? And then how do we like... I have thoughts. Do you want to go or do you? I feel like the creativity with ideas or, like, the the idea of originality is really strange in itself. But is it original or is it interpretation? Like, is there a base reality we can't escape? I feel like our base reality is bounded by our language. Like, try to think of something that doesn't exist that you can't describe. Mm -hmm. Like, ultimately, you're going to be able to come up with words in your head to describe it. So, I don't know. The Chinese came up with I, language on a different plane, though. They were over here in the East, and we started developing language in the Middle East and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, true. when did language begin? You know, it's like... Language is just sounds. 
That's all it is. Interpretation. Right. And of we're trying to like speak on ideas though, and then to speak on that base reality, to speak on that like that spectacle that we're all observing. You know what I mean? And we're all in, and then to communicate it to each other. Yeah. Like that's what words are. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that's what words are. And then, but then we're talking about what about those ideas? Like how do we? Well, how dude, do we, ideas like, are essentially like if you someone created those words, right? So. Mm -hmm are those ideas like original because like you're you're using something that something else someone else has created well i feel like there's ideas. there's no such thing as original in a sense because uh like when god created or the big bang whatever here at crosswell we're gonna say god created <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on your way <laughs> yeah yeah true uh everything existed and both didn't exist at once because it's not like maybe the means of getting a cell phone in year one of like ever was probably not possible because of the functionality of it, like making the products. But that doesn't mean a phone couldn't exist then, you're right? So like in a sense, a phone, the the possibility or capacity for a phone to exist existed back then. Back then. That's kind of crazy. But huh? there is no phone, right? So it's yeah. like, that. but that's the thing about originality, the idea is, there's no such thing as original. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. Dude, you should be a pastor, bro. <laughs> I give one quote. <laughs> so everything exists at the same time, but at the same time, nothing has yet, or a lot of things have yet to be exist. So you guys know. believe in progress or what? Dude, here we go. <laughs> We're making it. Dude, tell us a little. So I'm just saying, like, if, if there's just reconstruction of existing things, so even with words, we've just come up with sounds that articulate experiences and phenomena that we've witnessed and we want to say hey bro did you see that red thing over there and we can like communicate on that <laughs> like you know what i mean is what is that progress to be able to develop language and to be able to communicate at higher frequent like bandwidths like well if it's just reconstruction then that's not really in any direction right yeah, it's not really but but that but sometimes in that argument what can be lost is like or you could almost reach nihilism, right? Of like nothing matters if there's no such thing as progress. But I, I almost like the idea that everything is yet to be discovered, right? Or do you mm. want the, do, would you rather that you can create something that is yet to even exist? Like take out the idea of everything existing, but not yet existing. Like you can create something that has never been thought of, like something truly, truly original. Would mm -hmm. you rather that or would you, rather like what we're probably currently in i'm so popular i'm sorry <laughs> my mom uh or would you rather be what we're uh, currently in of like we are discovering things that are happening but without our perception of it like gravity is gonna happen whether or not i recognize that it's happening yeah. right so like what what would you what what is like the basis for like progress like are you saying that are you saying that progress is truly not possible, which then could lead to nihilism in my head? Or are you saying progress, there's beauty in progress, and we need to continue pursuing that? I have to give a Bible study in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to come in hot with the ideas. He's like, all right, kids, this is what we got today. <laughs> um, well, so you're asking, what do I think about progress? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I, think I gotta go in five minutes, so give it to right, me. I'll you guys can keep talking if you I'll want. I'll try to give a brief little take on this. What I think on progress is 
Um, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that progress, I don't know if I believe in progress. That's like what I really think. And like the reason why I don't know is because of like where progress like indicates like we're going. Mm. Like the like I feel like in order to progress you have to acknowledge a destination. Right. Um maybe it's maybe not. Like maybe if you could argue like if you're an explorer, like you're just going out there and you have no idea where you're going and you're just like trying to f- like experience like the unknown and like fall into like bounds of like you know, you're just going out there and you're just like seeing something new, I guess. But the thing is, like, that was already there before. It's just but new to you. Exactly. And so, like, subjective for, progress. So it's like this subjective progress um, where you, like, you're born and you learn how to speak uh-huh. and you learn how to think and you maybe learn how to understand, like, different things. But then at the end of the day, I feel like you gotta die. You know, you just <laughs> gotta die. I, didn't, like, I did not know that was gonna be the Like, at the end of life, like, that's what I think. Like, at the end of, like, human, <laughs> like, at the end of your life, you're gonna have to die, I think. Okay, so can I ask you a question? I love, what is your, is this, like, a depressing thing for you or a joyful thing? Or is it, or, because I understand also philosophizing for the sake of philosophizing. Like, this is just fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or are you, does, does the, the idea of nothing new under the sun, there's no such thing as progress, strike fear and nihilism into you? Or is it, is it an acceptance and also an excitement that you get to discover what already is? Um, I think it's like just a mixture. Like, every, like different days answer. bring different things. You know, like you go through periods of time where something will feel a certain way. I think for me, like, it doesn't re- like I'm still waiting for that day where like I'm just in like it's like just joyful and just full of like just oh yeah like every day <laughs> is a beautiful day you yeah. know like I don't like I haven't hit that yet yeah yeah for me it's kind of like um it's just a way to process when I see something like oh like you know I went to a funeral and like I was at the funeral I'm just like listening to this guy's life and I'm like huh like this guy like he's gone now but like and that's really sad Mm -hmm. and it's interesting to like hear about his life like and like all the things he did but he's gone now and like everyone's hoping for when they'll see him again Uh right and so like just to process that instead of thinking oh like these people are delusional they're just like like sad and they're just like looking for something to hope for but like the only way to see him is like you know put his essence into an algorithm and bring him into a robot like you know people <laughs> probably think that like there's people who actually i got so lost like, no, like, I do, you do you get it because <laughs> i do not get, I, I get it no, i, I don't get it download consciousness you know what i mean yeah, and that's progress <laughs> upload an ai version yeah because they don't right. they don't believe in they the afterlife forever. but you know I if you believe you in the afterlife you process that differently you this isn't the home so like uh. if this isn't the home then like is it get better? Is to, it sad? Yeah. Is it sad or is it just emotions we have to learn how to process and deal with because of sin? And is it better to affect locality or do you have to be the biggest superstar in the world and figure out how to get enough money so when the time comes you can 
merge with a robot and live forever. <laughs> like those are wow. different like wavelengths. Okay. I, those are completely different wavelengths, actually. <laughs> I mean, um, like, just live as a robot. I, I I have an interesting point on that before I go. Uh, oh, I have one minute. Literally, and okay, Jesus said to the rich young, young ruler, he said, um, "Give up everything, sell everything, and follow me." And I wonder what that has to say then about what you're saying, because in a sense. You probably have to be rich in order to get the AI tech to live forever as a robot. But then the path that Jesus takes. Also, I don't know if Jesus ever thought about AI. He probably has. Maybe. Dude. Like back then he was trying to speak on <laughs> He's it. He's trying like, to tell <laughs> you, right? But then Jesus. Where the AI. He's just like, okay, sorry. No, that's fine. No, essentially, I think Jesus would be that other group. Yeah. Not thinking about AI. But at the same time, probably think about AI because if it's real, it's not like Jesus would would denounce it. Like I wanna hear Jesus speak on AI. Like, <laughs> what if Jesus return is AI? See, that's the scary part. That's not I just don't know. That's the I feel like people would actually believe that though. Oh my gosh, I gotta go. That's the scary thing. Do you guys wanna keep going or should we end this? I don't know. I guess we could end it. Let's end it. This will be a bonus episode. Hey, love you guys. Thank you guys for listening to this crazy episode. Another disclaimer, these are not the official stances or outlooks of Crosswalk. This is just fun (laughs) philosophy conversation. So, peace out. Catch y'all later.